Hello everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the Sketchbook Podcast and today we're going to talk about how to be successful in your career by not letting yourself be distracted. How do you focus and what do I think about focus and some of the things that I'm learning about the idea of focus. This would possibly be one of the best podcasts I've ever made. We'll see, we'll see. So that's what I'm going to do on today's episode. So this podcast is going to be sort of like a summary of my understanding of this video that I've seen on the internet by Alex Hormozzi called, what is it called? Damn it. It's, it's a video on focus, right? So it's a video on how do you not get distracted and how do you focus? Why do you even need to focus, right? So this is like a summary. This is like my understanding. So that is one video from that dude I've been watching for like probably like I've watched that for like nine or 10 times right now. And as a person who easily gets distracted by other things, who is easily, what do you say, taken away or, or, or gets distracted by new shiny objects that often comes in my life, right? So that, that video was quite honestly very helpful. I need to turn on the AC, it's too damn hot here. Yep, turned it on, done. So this is the thing. So I highly recommend you go watch that video. It's very, very more important, but let me, let me sort of start with this thing, right? So he, Hermosi talks about the scene from the movie Matrix. He talks about the scene where, you know, what's that guy? Morpheus takes Neo, the main hero of that thing, the cat, the movie, on a trip inside the Matrix. And while they're walking on a busy street with a bunch of old folks coming around, it looks like a street of New York. And all of a sudden, in that street filled with people with black suits and tie, passes this distraction, this, not distraction, this thing that just pops out this lady in the red dress right and neo while being while listening to the thing morpheus says while they're sort of walking on the street he gets distracted by this lady in the red dress sort of passing by and he just turns his head turns for a second and then morpheus just looks back at him and says hey what are you doing are you distracted by that lady in the red dress and it's like yeah and it's like well look again then all of a sudden it's agent smith the agent of the matrix holding his gun to Neo's head and sort of killing him. So that, that is like a nice metaphor. It's like beware of the lady in the red dress, meaning the lady in the red dress comes at different levels of hotness, quote unquote, in different times of your life. Meaning, so at the start, you would have to say to opportunities that are say, let's, let's talk strictly in terms of money. Right. I'm just I'm just sort of summarizing what I've understood from that video. I highly recommend to uh, you watch that video because, you know, it's it's it, this is my understanding. Right. So I'm just regurgitating my level of understanding from that teaching. Right. And also I'm going to add my own twist and things on top of that as well. So let's talk strictly in terms of just money. Right. At certain points in your life. Right. Let's say at let's say you're making 20 to $30,000 a year, right? And all of a sudden that, that, okay. I, that would probably make you earn you about what, uh, say 1,500, no, two, two, three, $2,500 approximately two to $3,000 approximately a month. Right. And all of a sudden 
you get an opportunity uh, of like say $3,000, right? Some sort of an opportunity that's going to take you a month, right? That is the kind of, you know, that's the level of opportunity you get at that level, right? And then say, let's say you make more and you get say $10,000 opportunities. That sort of distracts you from your main thing. And then let's say you go more, a higher level, like you make a million dollars a year and all of a sudden you get an opportunity right there where you can quickly grab $100,000. Hmm, that seems nice, right? Let's say it's a month of work and it's going to get you $100,000. Would you or would you not do it? Let's say you're making a million dollars a year. Just assume that. And there is an opportunity over there. It's $100,000 over there. It's lying around. And it's going to take you 30 days to get it. Would you get it? Or would you say no to that? And would you actually work on the main vehicle that is actually getting you the million dollars? And would you say yes to that? That is a quite the hard thing right there, isn't it? It's sort of hard to see it if you don't have the perspective or the experience of sort of, you know, watching that. Because I would have said yes to that $100,000 thing. It's like, hey, hey, why, why, why not, man? It's like, cool. But I've realized through experience, I'll give you some very concrete examples that it's actually a bad way to go, to do things. I want to sort of attach that idea with this common thing that is that I often see an advice that I have given myself in the art community space in terms of making money as an artist, which I find now in this time of 2023 to be utterly a bad piece of advice, which is this diversify your income, right? That's, that's the thing. That's the thing that I, I used to say often when I was young and naive and broke. That's what, right? It's quite quite the thing. It's like diversify your income, have multiple streams of income, which is good, which is good because that is what I had. It was fine because if one income failed, you know, the other thing would help you. But the thing is, the downside of that is, that is the upside. One fails, there's another one. That is the upside. The downside is none of those income streams are substantial. Meaning, unless you burn the bridges, you take a risk and go all in on one thing, none, none of them will be a substantial piece of thing where you can go ahead and say, hey, this is worth it. It is sort of like building multiple houses in different, no, it's like laying bricks in different places and hoping to build one house. It's not, it's not going to happen. A bloody dog is outside. It's like screaming right now and I can hear it almost. Ugh. God damn it, it's distracting me away from this podcast. Sashi, Sashi, in the door, Motosatreya. See, that's what we do. Amma, it's like shouting and it's distracting my train of thought. How dare you, doggy, doggy, dog, street doggies. I'm just kidding. Anyways, right? What was I saying? So, man, I lost my train of thought completely. So, yeah, none of the thing none of the income right would be substantial so it's you gotta go you gotta burn all the bridges and you gotta go all in sort of taking from my own experience right i've never had a good body of work unless i until i chose to do one kind of art so at the start of my career in my art journey i was like i want to do all kinds of art which i often very often see lots of newbie artists just wanting to do and it is fine it's nothing wrong with that it's just a part of the process where you sort of 
refine, test and find what you want to do. But there is this expectation and there is this want to do all kinds of art. I want to do crafts. I want to do character design. I want to do comics. I want to be a children's book animator. Children's book animator? No. Children's book illustrator and an animator. Making an animated short film. Shut up. Phone on rock. Recording a podcast here. Why are you disturbing me, bro? So, you know. There, there's this multiple wants and I, ha- I had that multiple wants too i see often you know the, all these cool projects on behance and deviant art and i'm like man i gotta do this i want to do this i want to do this then i would divide my schedule right to you know in such a way that that i'm doing 10 things in a week right there is no substantial progress made in any sort of direction but i'm doing 10 things right but there was a time weirdly i don't know where like seven years ago or some somewhere i was like character design i don't know i don't know what happened it was like character design cartooning and character design that is the thing that i want to get good at it's like huh hmm, weird I, I landed on that after having experimented with a lot of things of course so character design i chose that and then things started to skyrocket there's a beautiful image by Sam Owens. He's an entrepreneur, right? He has this image with a circle on one side and a circle. Just, just imagine, since you're listening to our podcast, close your eyes, imagine a white piece of paper. And then you draw two circles, right? One on left and one on right. Two circles, black outlines, right? And then that two circles represents the energy that you have, right? And then if you have multiple projects, that piece of energy isn't going in multiple different directions by an inch because you have to separate that energy and sort of diversify it so that all of the things have energy, right? It's like that. It's like it goes in multiple different directions by an inch. But if you, on the other side of the thing, in the other circle, that single piece of energy line goes all the way to the top in one single direction because all it has is just one one single direction it is sort of like this if you have a liter of water and you have 10 pieces of glass you know 10 glasses you gotta pour 100 ml in each glass to fill that thing up but if you have a liter of water and you just have one bucket just pour all the liter in that thing and that bucket has a liter of water right the water is sort of your energy and sort of this thing represents that right so so the more you more vehicles you have the harder it is to make better in one vehicle why is that because the uh, you know hormozy says this which is the detail no dividends is in the details which is the line which i just finally understood yesterday the dividends is in the details meaning the top of the top the cream of the pie the masters of the masters right their dividends the results they get is through the details they have by following the one path that they have laid themselves out right like it's like that one thing they have explored so much they've gone so deep in that they can tell you all the nuances they can tell you they can show you all the details they can they can speak with context they can understand problems much better because they are really really good at that thing because they've gone so deep in that one area. If you've not gone deep in one area, you just scattered yourself around with multiple areas, what, what happens is just, just no face level ideas on everything. So that's what happens when you, uh, when you don't have, that's the first point, which is when you don't have singularity 
of focus. So at every point in life, you got to be careful with the women in the red dress, right? Hmm, I, I got to make it more and personal for me. Women in the red dress actually makes sense for me, you know, getting distracted by you know, good looking women. That's quite common, right? So yeah, got, you have to be careful with the women in the red dress. And there are plenty. Because man, once you're married, you got to stick with your wife, buddy. So <laughs> that's, that's how it works. So that's what you do. Even though you, you, you can't get distracted, you got to stay committed to the path and if you stay committed to the path, you will be paid with greater amounts of dividends because you have gained much more wisdom through the depth of knowledge that you've gained in that particular you know, path. And therefore, the dividends that you gain will be substantially more higher than the others. So that is the thing. <coughs> so a couple of other things. Uh, Neil Strauss Scout, uh, quote, is what I've written here, Neil Strauss quote. There's a quote by Neil Strauss which says, uh, uh, success is doing something that is ordinary for an extraordinary period of time without fooling yourself that you're smarter than other people, right? That's like success is doing things, or common things for an uncommonly period of time without fooling yourself that you're smarter than everybody else. It's like doing the basics for a long period of time without fooling yourself that you are lucky, you are incredible, you are intelligent, you are awesome, and you are this, you are that. Just telling yourself that, you know, without telling yourself all these things, just, just doing the basics. So I thought I had a talent for drawing. I, I, I think I do, maybe, maybe not. I'm, I'm slightly gifted to some extent. But on the other, other extent, when I was looking back, I was like, dude, if I, I, I was literally drawing every day, every single day for like almost four years. I was like, yeah, it's hard not to be good at drawing if you're doing that thing every single day for four years or any skill. Like, think about it. If you, if you want to get good at guitar, playing the guitar, and if you're doing that thing every single day for four years, it's, it's hard not to be good at that, right? So it's not even not good, right? It's like you'll be above 80% of the population. Right in that in that case, because most people don't stick with that, uh, pretty much anything for that long. So uh, Cal Newport says this: the most valuable currency in this day and age is actually the focus that we have. Right, if you can actually focus on one thing and for one thing really well, or you, if you can cultivate the skill of focus, even it's amazing. Right, you are above the pack. You're above, you know, you're above the pack. Right, it's like. Maybe can we tie this with the idea of how to beat AI art in this day and age? Maybe the way the way to beat AI art is actually cultivating focus, right? Cultivating focus. How? Because you going through the path of focus on one singular direction, you will yield you the sort of wisdom which other people won't get. Therefore, you'll have more knowledge. And since what AI, does this even make sense? Since what AI has is the data that is inputted by human beings who has certain experiences in certain fields, since it's limited to that, obviously it can sort of generate its own thing based on the experiences being fed to it, but you will have certain nuances which nobody else has. Maybe that's the way to beat the thing. Jake Parker said this, the way to beat AI art is to actually be a master at your craft, right? So great man a lot of ideas being tied together right that's nice so that is a thing <clears throat> so you got to be focused 
why i mean it's like it's not you gotta be it's not like you should and you should it's like if you're focused the dividends will be higher if you're not focused the dividends won't be right example 100 days is catching may of 2021 right in 100 days of sketching, instead of choosing one project to do for 100 days, I chose 10 projects. Literally, 10 projects in 100 days. So I was like, I'm going to do 10 every... No, I'm going to do one project every 10 days. So therefore, 10 days, 10 projects, 100 days makes sense. Did I finish all 10? No. Did I finish one? Yes, just one. Badly. And every other project was not finished. I was doing 10 other things during that thing apart from 100 days of sketching. So none of the projects got better. So when, you, when you're sort of doing multiple things at the same time not only you mess the thing that you're actually doing right mess up the thing that you're actually doing you will actually also not finish the other things that you're doing so it's like the thing that you're doing will be messed up it won't be good as it can be and then the things that your other things that you sort of set out to do will will not even get finished so what's the point right so that was the uh lesson sort of right there so focus on the thing, do the basics. So when you feel you want to sort of switch, ask yourself, how deep can I go on the current thing that I have? That could be a trigger, a mental trigger that we can sort of implement to sort of beat this distractive curse that we are sort of have. And this was another thing which, which Mosey said, right? The Mosey man, the Mosey dude, right? He said this, right? It's very interesting, which was, we are often trained to feel good when we start something new, but when in reality, all it does is just make you worse. But So therefore, you need to unlearn that behavior. I'm paraphrasing, of course. You need to unlearn that behavior and then teach yourself that if you start something new, it's a punishment, not a reward, right? Because it's like, I want to start something new. It's a reward. No, it's, it's a punishment. It's a curse. It's like you can actually spend that energy to do something else. Like, for example, I released this new little mini course called Cartooning People from Life, right? Spent about a month or so on that thing. It was very hard, right? I really loved what I made, right? Everything was great. And I made it. As sort of like a gift for someone the entire course was sort of like a homage to someone but the thing was once i finished making it i was like it's a distraction i could have actually spent that time making my current product drawing cam much better right because it's easier to make something better than starting something new so this is the second framework mental framework that mosey guy has mosey man has right which is this better more new meaning first do something better and and once you maximize the better part then you do more of the better things and then once you sort of maximize that part then you start a new thing so better more new Make better of what you can already do. Once you maximize better, then you do more of the better things. And then once you sort of done more of the better things and sort of maximize that, then you, you start a new thing. Because this is the end of the podcast. I'm sort of going to wrap this up right here. And we are sort of what 19 minutes in, which is 
I I have started many new projects in my life, right? A lot of new projects. I've done a lot of new things simply because I just I was not fully satisfied or happy with the project that I'm always doing. But once I start the new project, the thing that I left behind seems more lucrative and more attractive. And when I go back to that, the new project that I want to start seems more lucrative and more attractive. And this constant switching has always happened because I was not fulfilled and I was sort of bored. Maybe, maybe I was looking at things through the long lens, wrong lens. Maybe I should stop jumping, stop hopping and just go about doing the thing, the one thing that bores me to death. Why you should do the thing that bores you to death? Because if something is boring to you, then that means you're good at it. And if you're good at it, then maybe that is a chance for you to actually be a master at that thing. So, boredom is not a sign in your art journey to stop and do something else. Maybe it's a sign to sort of evolve and go to the next level on the same building. Don't jump from one building to the next building. On the same level, same building, same floor, you go to the next floor. So, time to go to the next floor, folks. See you on the next podcast. Bye-bye.